probably not touching the mic enough. Is this is this too much for you? Is this too much for you? Can't really hear. That's it. what she said. When the politicians keep politicking before you turn to excessive drinking, spend some time collectively politinkering with the show where I, I don't know, man. Do be do do. I don't know, man. Do, do, do. Just, I just, just, I don't know, man. Eh, I didn't hit that high, Joey. What happened? Just pretend Joey. it's a harmony. Joey, what happened to me? <laughs> not quite. A, you're not really a good singer. You're, you're not John Stamos's brother. I'm not. I'm not gifted. I was cursed. You're gifted. Not gifted. Hello, all you crazy dogs and puppies out there. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Politinkering. Yeah. See what I did. With us as always, Mr. Sean Fall. Sean Fall. And across the half round, we have Mr. Sean O'Brien. Sean O'Brien. I'm Joey Bunier. And we're going to be talking about taxes today, gentlemen. Taxes. Yeah. Uh, the new tax plan just came out. Yeah, don't tune out just yet. So, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a rough one. So hang in there. But the thing is, I feel like I don't know a lot about taxes. And maybe Sean O'Brien is in the same boat with me. I don't know. So we'll. Uh, I'm less. I'm in like the lifeboat nearby. <laughs> How much do you want to know about taxes? <laughs> yeah, I really don't. <laughs> but uh, so the question really is about. A kind of how much should the government influence us and really how much influence should Not the government all. have over private institutions? Uh, and, then, and then we come into other questions like what is a private institution? What is a corporation? Sons how, of bitches. How much should we tax them? Uh, do taxes, do lowering taxes lead to growth? No. Is a trickle down economy a, a real true thing? No. Maybe, maybe not. Should Citizens United be a thing? Should corporations know, be man. allowed to, uh, you know, Act like citizens. I don't know, man. Who should be exempt from taxes? Everyone. Should we have the estate tax? Should we tax people's inheritance? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Adam Smith? What's laissez-faire? What's the invisible hand in the free market? <laughs> makes things faster. Makes things go faster. Okay, we're not going to have a podcast after. <laughs> uh, is, should it be called tax reform or tax cuts? I don't care. <laughs> That's a fair one. <laughs> okay, gentlemen, let's let's start with the, uh, the biggest one. Um, True. What... What kind of influence should the government have over private institutions? Jesus. The most broad. I, I mean, my base, you know, libertarian heart just screams as little as possible. Yeah. So, you know, whatever the minimal amount of government interference to make things fair and to make things safe. What do you mean by fair? Um, I do agree with some control of monopoly. Um, at a certain point, a company can grow to to where they can just afford to eliminate all competition okay. and then capitalism ceases to exist at that point as well. So there is, I think there does need to be a little bit of a check on the system, but, uh, would you be willing to include in what's the other one? Oligarch, oligopoly, whatever Kleptocracy? the fuck. No, no, no. The, the oligarchy. Oh, oligopoly. Yeah. Oligopoly. Oh, right. Or poly. Uh, it's more than just one, basically when it's like a, a, a collusion. Three, yeah. Like, like the, three to five. Or, yeah. Oh exactly. yeah. More they were talking about that on companies. Um, that's uh, it was, it was on John Oliver this week or last week. Did you watch oh that? yeah, you're right. Yes. Mm. Yeah. When it's several com like, so we have the, the, the banks, we have, um, the, the air, air fucking mm. plane companies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> airlines. That's mm -hmm. the word. It's Saturday. It's too early for me. It's Shut okay. Up. 
It's been um, a long week. How do you feel about that? Is that, I mean, are you comfortable with just a, is, would you include that as being equally offensive as a monopoly? Yes, most okay. definitely. Cool. Uh, when, when the, um, the only options are acting as one and inclusion that is antithetical to capitalism. So, okay. uh, those things that would seek to undermine the loopholes of capitalism. How would you define capitalism in the, in general? Like, what? um, I'm of the Adam Smithy, uh, invisible hand job sort of, uh, school there. The, the idea that, you know, um, the, the, you know, nature finds a way, life finds a way, whatever the gold. A free market it. kind of. Yeah. You know, they're supply and demand. So there are a certain amount of people that want a thing and there are a certain amount of people that are able to make that thing. So Somewhere in the middle, there is going to be an appropriate price for that thing. Oh, man. I don't want to go on a tangent. Oh, real quick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so is it just supply and demand? In other words, how do we determine the value of things from the get-go? Mm -hmm. How do, I mean, that's a, a broad philosophical question yeah. that's been like weighed throughout time. But mm -hmm. how would you answer that? Um, where, where does worth come from? Where does value of, an, of something come from? Oh, well, I mean, value only exists in that someone is willing to pay for something. So something is only as val valuable as someone else deems it. And so that value is then on a sliding scale based on how much they value what they're willing to give up. So, you know, the, the value of something to a millionaire is different than the value of something to someone that is poor. Well, no, the value of the thing still exists in a society. Well, well, the price aspect. of the thing still exists, right. but you know what, if, okay. So take the, um, the flood instance or the, you know, the, the, uh, hurricanes in Texas. Sure. So there is this sort of, um, issue with price gouging. The idea that, you know, during a uh, catastrophic time, you're not supposed to go into the area and charge exorbitant rates for things just because people are willing to pay for that. But in a situation like that, uh, say I am, you know, uh, here and I uh, in LA and I would like to load up my truck with generators and drive them on down and sell them off because people need electricity. Um, there is, you know, the school of thought that says that you should only drive down and only, you know, charge enough to pay for the gas and your time to get down there. Anything above that is unjust and unfair. Anything above the standard market rate for that generator is unfair. But in times of need, there are certainly people that are willing to pay more for that generator. So to a poor person, that generator might only be worth the only $200 that they have. But a rich person looking at that same generator sees that that's worth $1,000 that they happen to sure, have. Sure, it's the old and adage, they, like if, if you're on a desert island, one person has a cheeseburger, the other person has a million dollars, who's more, who's exactly. richer, basically. Yeah. Okay, it's fair. The, the, the other, the contrast to that is what's called, it's, oh God, it's the diamond water paradox. Hmm. Um, so a diamond is worth, you know, thousands Nothing. of dollars, and yet a water, <laughs> a diamond is worth thousands of dollars in our society, and yet a, a glass of water is is way less expensive typically. Mm -hmm. So why is that the case? The the answer to that comes down to the the, the labor theory. Syndication and no the collusion. labor no no it's the labor <laughs> theory. It, it takes way more labor yeah. to to mine a diamond to in order to sell the diamond yeah. than it would be just to give you a glass of water. Yeah. And that's why the value of it is. Do you think there's also bigger. a factor in scarcity? Just, well, yeah. Even, even I mean, if, yes but and no. What he's saying though is even if the diamond syndicate wasn't controlling the price of diamond, the inherent pro process of mining and refining and 
cutting those diamonds is going to make it harder or more expensive than water. Yeah, if I can go to the river and grab a glass of water versus, you know, having to spend man hours to find mine and shape a diamond, it's at least going to be $5 compared to one. It might not be, you know, $50,000 for that diamond, but there is still a higher value. The labor influences the value of a thing, basically. Or Um, uh, maybe not the value, but the price point at which you are willing to part with it. So you're not going to, you're sure once you've invested that much labor, you're not willing to sell that. Do you have a problem with the the idea that the market sets the price? Is that what you're kind of? No, I'm just, I'm literally asking, philosophically speaking, okay. what determines the value of a thing? And there's two ways to go about it. You, can, I mean, there, it is a combination of the two in, Buyers in the end. Buyers seller's market, essentially? Well, no, we, we have supply and demand, which is one theory. Mm-hmm. And then we have another theory, which is this sort of labor, uh, the, the, the labor theory. Um, and there's there's many different, there, you know, it's it's much well, broader than that. Well, the labor theory from, plays into the supply side, though. I mean, that's... Sort of, it, but that's what I'm saying. If the, the labor theory, in supply, it's not just... Supply I mean, and demand, and in the labor theory, it's not just labor theory either. Well, it, it, but it is, it is essentially the same thing because the supply of water is just so abundant that it doesn't take any labor to really get if you don't want to, whereas the supply of diamonds is inherently labor-intensive. No, 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 no. You could still say that the supply is j- just as um, just as plentiful as water, but it still takes more labor to mine. Just in theory, it would still mean that the the value of the thing. But but a, uh, a sellable diamond does not exist without labor. A, sell, a water does exist without labor. So you can't just even right, even if you sometimes. were to just pick up a diamond, it's it's not sellable. It's raw. You have to cut and carve that diamond into something that people want to buy. Right. So inherently, there is a a labor that is required for that diamond to I, in, even in exist. our practical world sure I, i'm i'm strictly speaking philosophically okay like I'm, I'm strictly speaking from a philosophical perspective if labor if the, the labor of a thing can deter like go is plays a large factor of what determines the value of a thing mm-hmm. and i'm just saying that is still supply and demand that is still no par- it's not that's what i'm saying too if 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 there was a huge demand for if there was a huge supply of Diamonds, like mm-hmm. I was saying, right? Or at the very least, an equal supply of water and diamond. Mm-hmm. And the labor is the thing that takes more effort to get the thing to right. somebody else. And the demand, the demand and supply are equal. But you're you're confusing supply with resource availability. So just because those diamonds exist does not mean that there is a supply. There's only a supply after it goes through the labor. Oh, I guess that's fair. Okay. Um. Well, then, I I, I guess I'm not confusing it. I'm well, factoring it in. You, uh, you're, you well, seem to be factoring well, you're, in the you're, labor you're, well, into you're supply. You're saying that, like in the world, there's an equal amount of diamonds and uh, and water. I'm suggesting a hypothetical, right? Yeah, right. Where... It, it, we have a world where there are equal amounts of diamond and water. Right. But the water you can literally just pick up and it is ready to go. Right. Where the diamond requires man-made man man's interference in order to make it something that people need or want. Right. Well, so I, that that just, labor it, is is the control of the supply. It, it, well, no, no, it doesn't so, become the supply until it goes through that labor. But there's always labor. There's even with water. There's labor, right? Because there's no you're not picking up water from a stream. Where we're getting you could. a decent, we what, could, what about, at, at its base level, if we were tribal here and you, but were, we could also you pick were selling up a rock. diamonds, we could also I, pick up a diamond, well, not theoretically, but you know what I'm saying. Theoretically, we could pick up a rock from a cave. They both have labor. I think we're just kind of forgetting the fact that water has the labor too, right? Because even still, the diamond has more, no matter what. But but I think you're right. I could if be, you're in the well, desert, I, maybe it costs w- more to to send a truck you, of water well, to the. I don't know. But, but, but no, I'm saying in a, in a vacuum, a w- water is a finished product that is already existent in nature, whereas a diamond is not. A diamond is raw material that then needs to be shaped by human. I understand. Hand. I don't think there's a. 
a, a conflict here. I think you guys are kind of both in agreement. A conflict that's, diamond? The, the biggest issue, and we'll, <laughs> we'll move on right after this. I, I think we're, what's happening is- <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm is just you're, you're, being a bitch. You're, no, 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 no. You're separating the resources from the supply, and I'm combining the two. Right, and I'm saying that And that's that fine. Is, that's, that's, that's the I'm just saying you're confusion. wrong. Yeah. But I'm not, I didn't make a Wait, statement. Really? But <laughs> in, in the fact that you're combining the resources and the supply, that makes it an inaccurate analogy because one requires people and one does not. So the supply is actually limited by the amount of time that people can invest in this. The supply of right. water is only limited by the rain. Which that has nothing to do with it. Which is precisely the labor. That's all I'm saying is that, that and, and keep just, in mind, this isn't my theory. Oh, no. uh, yeah, and all I'm saying is that that theory is still a subset of supply and demand. See, only if you, yeah. okay. I, anyway. I still disagree with the idea of that water thing, but that's okay, whatever. Because I think there's always some sort of labor involved. No, th there is, but there is- uh, Whether not it's the bottle or whether it's desalinization or whatever, you could, there's a million reasons why. Okay, well, I, we're gonna move on anyway. Let me go, let's get back to this though. Let's talk about the corporations involved in actually making those things happen, the diamonds and the water, right? Those corporations, how should we tax the corporations? Should they be taxed differently than people, basically? Well, should should we have income taxes separate from corporation corporate tax? Well, I mean, you're you're jumping like twelve questions there. I know. Well, that, I mean, that's, <laughs> it's, it, we can't even talk about okay. that though. Go back until to we, the, my first question then. Where, where where you want to start? Well, no, I mean, just like taxes in general. I mean, the the libertarian argument is that taxation is theft. Okay. So, I mean, you know, taking it from that stance, we still have to convince people that you can actually rightfully tax them, and then to tax some people more than others is. Antithetical to all men are created equal. How is and taxation so, theft? Well, okay. Who? Be, oh, sorry. Uh, taxation is theft because it is a. <laughs> yeah, you want to drive? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's fine. Uh, taxation no, no, is theft is, is because it is a requirement. It is literally someone essentially figuratively, but by extension, literally putting a gun to your head saying that you have to give up this amount of your income. So no other place in the world or no other place in American society, are you sent to jail for debt? We got rid of debtors prisons a long time ago. We decided that that is not something that we can do, except in the case of taxes. When taxes are involved, people will show up to your house with guns and they will put you in jail. Ask Wesley Snipes. I, I don't, I, I will. <laughs> Please. I will. Next time you see him down at the comedy <laughs> club. <laughs> you know? um, so I would. Run like maze. I, know, I, I think that it's, it's, it's jumping a step there. It, like maze, if run we, like we, there it is. <laughs> um, we have to consider the fact that we have to consider the social contract at the beginning. So mm -hmm. you're right. You could, anyway, sorry. Um, Oh, and I'm not necessarily arguing for. Oh, that I understand. Game. No, I know. I know the argument. The, yeah. the argument is that it's yes. theft. The 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 contrast to that is that you, um, it's by beneficial to the society, society by yeah. contributing to the 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 betterment of the society. We all as need roads. We all need cops. We all need firemen. Exactly right. And so it's not it's not theft because you're you're living within the borders of the social contract, and and you can you're free to leave. You don't have to be within. That's not those exactly borders. true, but okay. You're right. No, no, totally, totally, absolutely. It's it's it might not be exactly true, but it is in theory true yeah um and well so you're free to leave you just have nowhere to go <laughs> well no i mean it, you you could there could be an island where that where you know it literally is a libertarian utopia but within the borders of our yeah. normal kind of civilized society right. yeah. we, we agree on a certain amount of things mm. so it's not theft i mean it's not theft to take taxes um because you've you've agreed you've you've agreed to live in the society you voted for the people who <laughs> are not claiming moving things. you've inherently ag completely agreed that's the argument you, you've right. clicked that's the, the argument. checkbox on the terms of service that's the <laughs> argument there the, the other problem too that we, well anyway go ahead joey no no I, I don't have anything specific to say i oh, wasn't, wasn't like 
I don't know where to go from here. I think we're just getting very broad. That's all. I, I like the philosophical argument about, about why should we tax other people? I think we should start getting into specifics, though. I, okay. I really do, because that's what we're talking about now, sure. is we're talking about the specific tax plan that's going on right now. And I want to know, it? well, maybe. It's got to go through Congress first. So there's probably going to be a lot of changes anyway. But well, your initial question was the difference between people and corporations. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that's interesting because sure. the plan calls for a corporate tax cut of from, from 35 to 20, mm -hmm. which is obviously big by any means, whatever it is. How do you feel about that? Do you think that that's uh, stimulating growth of, uh, economically and therefore paying for it? That's, that's the, obviously the trickle-down case. Uh, I'm sorry, say again? Do you think that the cut in corporate taxes will lead to growth? No. Oh, there were like eight questions there, man. Um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> It's really what? Anyways, I, I said there were like eight questions in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. The first time, what's the difference between a person and a corporation? Can you, you know, Citizens United, all that stuff. But okay, so your 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 final question here is what? <laughs> Answer any of them. I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. The question was, will it, because I, I wanted to talk well, about the specific the corporate. Trickle, is, the trickle down a, is trickle down a, a, a theory, valid theory, a valid theory, right? Mm -hmm. I, um, I'm inclined in, to say in no. In some senses. I'm inclined to say no. Um, there's Do you no, think 35% is too high of a corporate tax rate? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I'm not an economist, so I couldn't claim what the benefits of a higher tax rate or a lower tax rate would be. Yeah. But if the, if, the, if the proposition is that lower taxes on both individuals and corporations leads to growth, I'm inclined to say no. That, that has been sort of, as well, what, far as I understand, disproven by economists. Well, what's, what's the argument? The trickle, let's just you know, pretend we're you know, all you know, trickle-down economics. Economists? Economists. 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 Wow. Trickle-down economists or <laughs> trickle-down proponents of... Advocates anyway, proponents of proponents. Proponents. We're all sure. fatuous. Voodoo okay. economics. So you're, you're, uh, you own a corporation, okay. Sean. Sweet. Uh, yes. Uh, what do I make? Sean Co. What, Sean Co? <laughs> I make widgets? Yeah. Nice. And you get 15% tax break next year. Okay. Um, where's that money going to go? Where, wh into my company again. All of it? Fall 15? Well, the company itself is getting the tax break? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. I'll put it back into the company. All 15%. I mean, am I, I'm the one determining it, right? Yeah, you're Sean Duclos. Yeah, but I mean- But it this, gets spread out. And it, it, exactly. It this is a weird question evenly, because so it, it, goes, gets, it goes yeah. into the company, but then it goes into Wages, salaries and bonuses. Salaries and everything. Like, yeah, exactly. It, like I can do with it as I please. But That's it, what I'm asking. Which, what will you do with it? Uh, so I will, I will spread it out evenly in however way I usually do it. So it's like, if it's not okay. like I would just give myself. You wouldn't give bonuses to your best staff? Well, it's just an impossible I mean, arbitrary question know, because it depends on the individual needs of that corporation right, at that yeah. time. Okay. We could be dealing with a company that has been turned down for a number of loans over the last year. And they're really trying to expand their business and trying to big, build a bigger processing plant. Right. So that money, that extra 15% this year, it would be seen as a windfall to put into that new development. But then you might have a company that is basically running status quo. They, you know, they, they produce pens. They know how many pens they're going to sell every year. They're not going to sell any more pens than that. So it's not worth increasing their business structure. So they start, you know, paying their employees more right. to get higher quality employees. Mm -hmm. If it's a film you know? company, I'm making another movie. Exactly. If, if, I'm, if, yeah. if, if it's a stagnant company that's already, not stagnant, but if it's, if it's doing fine and, and there's no real reason, there's no incentive to, to kind of ex expand the company itself, then mm -hmm. yeah, I'd probably just give myself more money and, and my, my employees more money. Yeah, but you can't just say across the board that everyone's going to do this or everyone's going to do that. And that, that is, I think, the, the problem with the shouting about the tax plan right now is that, unfortunately, all tax plans are hypothetical. 
Um, you know, everything is a manipulation of the system in one way or another, and we're guessing and hoping that it will affect other things in one way, shape, or form. But there is no proven tax plan. We don't have proof that uh, trickle-down doesn't necessarily work. We don't have proof that trickle-up doesn't work or does work. There is there is a lot to be said for both. And the idea is that, or at least my concept, is that there isn't one way that money flows. Money flows in all different directions, and we can't just emphasize one because you're going to be detrimenting the other. We have to, you know, kind of burn the candle at both ends, essentially. It's not the, so work is a, is too broad of a term. The question is leads to growth. Like, it's. I, mm, yeah, I believe it has yeah. been sort of more or less disproven that that, that is trickle down work, but yeah, yeah. That, okay, well that's. But it, but if that's the case, then right. I don't necessarily agree. I'm pretty sure that it has been demonstrated that trickle down economics does not necessarily speaking lead to growth. What would a, uh, what would a conservative argue with? Yeah, like, well, the, well, yeah. The the conservative conservative argument would be that that's what Reagan established in '86, and because of what Reagan did in '86, we got the growth and the surplus that we ended up with during the Democratic regime. Correct. They was, were the beneficiaries of that planning. It takes a while for taxes to uh, basically affect the world. It was discounting a number of issues. Oh yeah, that's um, the thing. That's yeah. the problem. They're 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 tie- they're pinning it onto one thing, which was the tax cut, exactly. the tax plan, rather than than the whole broad spectrum of actually what was going on at the same time. That that were some of the other factors that led to the growth. That, I mean, at it, the time, and more importantly, the, yeah, go ahead, sorry. No, no, I was just, it's me. It's climate change. You know, there are a thousand factors, and everyone wants to pin their specific factor on what is going on. And I don't think that there is enough proof one way or another sure. that trickle up or trickle down is the the absolute way to go. Sean Feld, do, would you, um, let's say the CBO score came out, would mm-hmm. you agree with their findings or would you doubt their findings? I doubt all findings, you know. Okay. Uh, li- I, I understand that, but yeah. and, okay. Liars can but figure and figures would can you take it's, Would you take it with a grain of salt? How much, I don't know. What, what, you what do know you? I mean, obviously that is one of the factors that we look at, but we have to understand that, you know, all of those things have a certain amount of bias to them. So there is going to be, um, things that are just unpredictable with a tax plan. That is why we can't decide on what is the best way to go about these I agree things. there, but okay, the CBO is supposed to be unbiased, but I agree about the unpredictability. I do. I, all, all th- it's not you partisan, know. but it's not unbiased. Yeah, exactly. Good point. That's Every, a good point. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's Everything is biased. I mean, just in the way that you ask questions or the way that you you know look at numbers, uh, you know, a push-pull is arguably, you know, sure. whatever. So it, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I, there is not one answer. We just have to. The, the I think the bigger problem is that because there's not one answer, we can't commit to one thing. So we can't stay on a track long enough to actually prove that one thing works better versus another because of the long-term effects and the intricacies of everything sort of involved in these systems. I have a weird theory that either extreme in almost everything is bad. (laughs) And thus it means that the pendulum is is, the best way. (laughs) Is the best way. And and you actually can create a and I'm I'm proposing a totally broad theory that I have no basis for whatsoever other than where you're going. (laughs) But it could potentially be the case that let's 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 suggest the possibility that there is an actual calculus mm. that determines how we control the pendulum itself mm. in other words so we we should swing more towards towards communism we should swing more towards capitalism we should and swing yeah. back and forth throughout time um and and the way that we run our society the is based on the calculus the of that pendulum yeah so how far we should go and then when we should start to yeah. roll back and how quickly we start to roll back there's not a perfect point there's time. a curve 
there never will be a point or and now of course once you once you create that there probably will be people who will exploit that system as yeah. well but i don't think it's been shown that you know no matter what just in the in the very beginning it, or all things considered total capitalism leads to simply you know uh, the rich people on a hill with a with a fence around them and 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 you know a bunch of people at the bottom storming the castle with yep. with pickets uh, or with pickets what's the word uh, pitchforks pitchforks that's the word thank you sorry Tiki torches. Um, and then on the other side, <laughs> on the other side, then we have communism where everybody has this utopia. Then there's the one guy who sits down and does nothing. And then more mm-hmm. people sit down and do nothing. And then all of a sudden, basically society collapses because just people looked over the side of them and saw that there were lazy people and said, well, fuck this. This is dumb. What do I have to work? Yeah. So no matter what, it's going to fall on either end. Yeah. Um, Hence why, you know, spec is like, you know, some sort of representative republic based on capitalism and some sort of socialistic socialist society, the pendulum between those two, we figure out a calculus to swing. Maybe like a two party system where there's like, you know, a, a right leaning party and a left leaning party. And we could kind of like swap control once in a while. We could. The pr- I know. Well, that could work. The pr- <laughs> I mean, the, the obvious problem there is that. It's and I hope that that maintains the case. Mm-hmm. There still will there, maybe there's no way to determine when one thing is you know has gone too far, yeah. rather than the people themselves saying, "Hey, fuck this," and then we swing. Well, I, I think you're totally so it's organic right. rather than calculated. Totally, and I, I think that's a extremely valid point. And I, I think one other thing on top of that is that if we were to have a static system or even a a known system, it would be much more contrivable and much more gameable so the the fact that the the chaos is actually what saves us yeah maybe if we knew in five years we were going to switch over to the more right-leaning system and then 10 years from that we were going to switch over to the left-leaning system you could plan and hedge your bets and take control and game that system you know uh basically shorts and uh you know long selling and stocks and And jeans basically yeah totally so you can (laughs) um yeah honestly the the chaos might be the most uh new balancing system. You're welcome, Snowflakes. <laughs> I just solved society. Way to go. With the solution of... <laughs> I was representing both sides equally there. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bongos. What was that play? That is the uh, one of the TBC I want to have fun. Okay, I'm done. That's good. Text, 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 text. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. <laughs> go ahead. Anyways, uh, I don't know where to go from here because I was very distracted. I apologize. My my Twitter's going crazy. Your Twitter's going crazy. Yeah, what? Is, is there news? Or is no, it, uh, just I, the tipping um, people? So you got a bunch of like girls coming after you? Mm. Uh, angry Germans. Uh, uh, yeah. Angry Germans. I pissed after off you? a lot of Germans. Uh, what did you say? I don't want to get into it. Let's a little. War. Let's get into it. Yeah, we have to. Now. It might be really funny. Yeah, it's not a big. Is it that embarrassing? Is it terrible? It's just okay. Would no, you it's do not it? embarrassing. Would you do uh, it? There's it's on Yom Kippur of all days, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I okay. So I made a comment to this one guy. His name's John Schindler. He's kind of a dude. It's pronounced Jan. Do you know he's mm. a he's a he's, he's not, a list guy, right? He's one of the Louise Mensch kind of guys. Uh, he's he always constantly goes crazy on Russia. People, he's a Mensch. What's the yeah, problem? Exactly. What, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Mensch is a fucking mensch. Anyways, so um, he made a comment. I I forget even what tweet he did. He did some stupid tweet. I was just being a sarcastic douche because he's got, he's famous for having a picture with the Iron Cross on, which is, you know, the Iron Cross. uh, Oh, is it the cross with the uh, the circle on the top? No, it's, it's like the medal that you get. Like for the Nazis, but it was also it's a symbol oh, of oh, Germany, yeah, yeah, sure, symbol sure, of the it. German military. It's got like it, the yes. the red cross, but tapered towards the middle. 
Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. So he's he had a, his profile pic for a long time with that on, and people gave him shit about it, blah, blah, blah. He took it off. So I basically, he made a comment about how Germany's better than some other countries. So I basically said, is that why you wear an iron cross? And uh, basically he retweeted that kind of and quote tweeted me. And now I have like uh, a lot of people um, angry at me. Nice. You're super famous now. No, I'm, uh, I'm hated. In the- <laughs> Did nice. you at least hashtag politinkering? No, yeah, no, sorry. Fuck, fuck. Yeah, come on. You're going to start pissing people off. Just man, use, put your would name. you use the politinkering account, by the way? <laughs> Because I don't have it on my phone anymore. I thought it's your job. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. I don't. I don't. Why have did it. you? So Jesus Christ! You're accusing me of. You want me to use it more, but you took it off your phone. Yeah, that makes a lot. Of I, sense. I'm not accusing you of using it more. I'm, you, I'm saying <laughs> I should use it more. I'm, I'm demanding you to use it more. I'm. I'm. I'm instructing you. But to I have use my it. own personal Twitter. Yeah, but now you're gonna have this one too. But this is a po- this is a political podcast Twitter. Sure. I don't want to be. Joey, on that. off Germany. Joey. Yeah, yeah. it seems like it's you know whatever cor- cor- the corporation of politinkering shouldn't be taxed at the same rate as the Twitter of Joe <laughs> you Bonnier. Little segue the, and bastard. The views of Joseph Bonnier do not reflect the forecast studios. You. Exactly. What's your next question? I mean, it was kind of be about that, but I wanted to kind of get into these little nitty gritty details about the tax plan because I feel like it is all kind of like we were saying, it's just so complicated because it's made up of so many different little parts tears. that have to be negotiated, whether it's like, yeah, you know, like the, tears the, of the death workers. tax or the marriage incentives or the standard deduction or these child tax credits or the AMT. Children shouldn't be taxed. They, 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 they contribute <laughs> nothing to the society. They are little <laughs> yeah, drains. Yeah, that's why they should be taxed. They are little drains. They're exactly. the future. Yeah. But they can't make anything. How are you going to? Yeah, that's why you should be taxed for having them. Oh, no, that's fine. I bet yeah. the child themselves. Yeah. The children's. Well, <laughs> child's? The with, child's rins. With should our be taxed, recent be upgrade to $20 trillion in uh, uh, d- national debt, every child is essentially born with $61,000 worth of debt around their neck. So uh, they are certainly, you know, responsible for a bit. But, uh, but how do you, but, but, I'm sorry, what? Our national debt is right around $20 trillion. Right. What, right. If you divide that by the 300 and uh, uh, 40 million people in America. But, it, but it de- well, you don't tax someone it- on their debt, though. I'm confused by that. What's that? How do you, you don't tax someone on their debt. No, no. The, oh. the, uh, what I'm saying is that our obligation as citizens, just as being part of this country, if we were to, oh, right. if were, everyone oh, were to pay their fair share, everyone currently right now in America, man, woman, and child, owes $61,000 to China or whoever owns that lo- debt. I got lost <laughs> in the practicality of my uh, own hypothetical joke. <laughs> Where you just tax a child for existing. And then I was thinking, it's like, oh, he was like, he was, Sean was explaining something. And I'm like, what do you mean? You can't tax a human for being a human? It's very choicey. We do. I guess. That's, that's the, the tax, the that's theft the of taxation. Tax, I guess. I don't know, man. Are children represented? Are children? No, they are not. They're not. So we they can't have really no tax representation. Them. So no yeah. taxation without representation. I heard that once by yeah. a guy. Smart yeah. dude. <laughs> he was throwing uh, some boxes in the river. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about the idea of, of less brackets? It seemed like that was kind of an interesting aspect. Right, we're going from like seven to three. That's yeah. a pretty huge jump. What, what do you yeah. think about that? What's the benefit of that? I don't understand the benefit of simplification. that. Simplification. Why is uh, simplification Well, there's got to be more than I just actually, simplification, I, right? I, I assert the fact that trying to simplify a society almost always leads to more tor- turmoil than not. Like we just, I just gave the example of, of capitalism versus communism, mm-hmm. right? Where either, either simple, it's very simple, right? Yeah, it's yeah. very simple. You do this and then this happens. Yeah. No, you do this and then fucking society crumbles, right? Mm-hmm. So anytime, any, any attempt to simplify policy, mm-hmm. I, I assert is, is a less good idea than not. 
That's a pretty I, big blanket statement. But yeah, I, I, and I, I would assert the exact opposite in that all laws in order to be laws need to be understood by those that you are governing. So the tax code is so in-depth and so ridiculously convoluted. Like the, if you stack the tax code, it's literally taller than me. So in order to be able to not break the law, you literally have to be familiar with millions of lines of tax information. It is an impossible feat That's why you hire anyone. an accountant. Yeah. And that shouldn't be required. You shouldn't have to have someone that takes care. I mean, that is just an industry that really shouldn't even exist. The, the accountants? Way, well, I mean, the uh, tax accountants in general or the, you know, tax preparation accountants. Obviously, you know, when you're talking about corporate corporations and people that make millions of dollars a year, yeah, you, you need someone to kind of manage that money. But the, the idea that you need to pay someone to figure out how much you owe the government is ridiculous. Well, I mean, that, that specific example, perhaps, but that doesn't mean that the policy itself shouldn't be nuanced and thought over rather than just like, hey, you make this, you, spe- you pay this, end of story. What's wrong with the flat tax? What's wrong with everyone pays 15%? Because 15% of my income is vastly different than 15% of someone who makes $100 million. Are you in favor of the flat tax, Sean Paul? I don't know. Uh, but that person that's paying uh, 15% on their $100 million is paying $15 million into the system. I get it. That is way more beneficial than your, what, one, $1,500? It's, it's, I mean, it's way it is, more detrimental to me than it is to them. That's the, that's the problem as well. That so is, you can, well, you, we, in order to kind of create a society where everybody more or less mm-hmm. has what they need and then is also able to benefit on the higher end is also able to benefit and kind of have the perks of being very, very rich, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not suggesting that we should just take away people's money without allowing them to kind of flourish and, and have the big mansion, have whatever the fuck they want, you know, to, to some degree. Yeah. But um, if, if, if I'm making, you know, what's an easy fucking number, it, you know, what's, what's 15% of something, let's just do 30% of something. Cause it'll be easier. <laughs> if I'm making, if I'm making $30,000 a year, right. Okay. And it, the, the flat tax that we all agree on is 30%, then mm-hmm. that means I'm, I'm losing 10, $10,000 a year, mm-hmm. right? It's a third of my fucking money. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I now in order for me to live specifically where I am, but also almost anywhere in the country, yeah. $20,000 a year is not that is really not going to give me the kind of lifestyle that I'm evil, even even happily able to live but, and provide for the rest of the world to kind of have a sustainable economy. You know what I mean? Um, it, at the same time, neither that just flat tax doesn't work for the people on the low end. On the high end, sure, it seems very fair. It's like, look, we're paying the same percentage of tax. I'm paying, I'm, I'm making $100 million. I'm paying 30 fucking million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a, Wait, is that the right number? Yeah, thirty percent. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So, so it, does that seem a, anyway? So there's how how there's they're now living off of each year seventy million dollars, mm-hmm. right? That seems a bit excessive when you consider the rest of the people who are kind of in poverty over time. Well, first off, the argument would be that whatever the system is, no matter how much we're taxing, everything would adjust around that. So if we are taxing people in the lower rates at 30%, then the the wages of the jobs that they are going to take are going to adjust. The amount that people are willing to pay for things are going to adjust. So if the entire society is hit with this burden, then the entire society is going 
going to have to adjust to that burden. Yeah, but the, that's the adjustment. I, the, there wouldn't be an adjustment made. Anybody who's able, you know, if you're making seventy million dollars a year, and you're, it doesn't matter. There would be no adjustment. I guess what I'm saying. Over time, there certainly would. There would have to be a mean, or society would just essentially fall apart. So right, but societies fall apart pretty frequently, and that's mm. why I'm saying, like, I don't think, I don't think a flat tax ultimately would be fair enough to to maintain a sustainable society. Is it not? Um, beneficial for people to have uh, not only ownership but uh, responsibility for their for whatever it is that they're they're partaking in. So you know if you if you give someone a free house versus someone working for that house, the person that has worked for that house almost invariably will take much better care of that house than the person that is living there for free. Mm-hmm. And so the theory is that if everyone is responsible to to give a third of their income, then everyone has an equal uh, responsibility and an equal ownership and an equal caretake caretaking ship of what is going on around. If you do not have any sort of ownership and everything is just giving to you for free, it doesn't have that same, uh, that, that same relevance. A, this is why we charge a deductible on insurance, because if it was just given to you, you would not think about every time you were going to use that insurance. But because there is some sort of detriment to you, then you, you weigh those options a little bit differently. I, I think it's too broad an application of the, the inherent theory. Like you're, you're right. They they might a, a person, you know, the, both the poor person and the rich person might feel entitled to the same portion of the society that they've paid into, and mm-hmm. they have a they have a similar ownership to the society. But I don't think in practice that's what would ultimately come out of it. It doesn't like even even if the person making you know thirty thousand dollars a year paying thirty paying thirty percent into it, they might feel that they have the same amount of ownership, but yeah. they they don't have the same amount of representation. So they well, don't. They, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's I mean just the money, just the monetary. Well, on top of that, most of the flat tax proposals do indicate a specific threshold. So, you know, it would be over $100,000 a year that taxes kick in. Or but then over- wouldn't it, but but then therefore it wouldn't be a flat tax is what I'm saying. I thought we were just uh, talking in theory. Y- okay, yeah. In- it, like once you once you say we're not in theory, like once you say that the theory goes out the window, yeah, yeah. then everything goes out the window. Oh, and it's like, all right, cool, cool. Let, right. Now that let's find sense. the nuanced answer to it. So, so, so you create one bracket, you should create. Right, so to circle back, why is simplification of the tax code, i.e. four brackets over seven, Beneficial. I, I guess I just don't get that. Um, a predictable, a predictable economy is seen as a more stable economy. So if everyone knows what they're going to be paying year over year, it is going to be a uh, um, you know a, a benefit to the economy. Isn't it less Where, predictable based on who's in charge, though? Regardless of whether there's seven I or mean, four. Again, I mean, more importantly, if that's the theory, theory, then it, it should yeah. just maintain at seven because that's what it is. We but, should just always maintain that at seven. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's what that, seven, that's brackets. Oh, seven, the, brackets. seven brackets. Yeah, yeah. Um, like we shouldn't change that, is what I'm saying. If that, yeah. if the, if the idea is once I, you change I, it, it, I think your argument's it. interesting. I think you guys are. It's very theoretical though, because you're saying what's theoretically more stable or what's for an economy. And but unfortunately, no one knows. Right. Yeah, right. So we both want the same thing. <laughs> I, I think. Neither, I think. Neither of us to me, I'm almost indifferent oh, no. on the idea of simplification of brackets because it's like it could be bad, it could be worse, depending on. There's so many more details involved yeah. and factors that that to me is not really the limiting factor. So. Like, you know, we could simplify the brackets, it could be worse. We could simplify the brackets and it'll be worse and it'd be much better. So, I mean, I just don't 
don't well, know. Yeah, I, don't and I mean, I, just to give the other side, the current the current system of our progressive tax, our tiered system, is actually kind of a cool system. The idea that the first $35,000 you make gets taxed at this amount no matter how much money you make. Right. And then above that, once you get past 35, that extra money past 35 is now taxed that. So essentially, kind of everyone is taxed the same currently, depending on how much money you make. Right. You are just taxed more for that so more money that you make. What you're describing is the progressive tax rate. That's what we have right now. And is, um, yeah. I was kind of just doing a quick little research, just like a little bit about it. Um, but people, the arguments for it are just, you know, one, it eliminates some income inequality. Uh, that might might or not be true. That's kind of argued, yeah. obviously. Uh, but also, I think this is interesting. It, they're often associated with specific countries that have more happiness than other countries. Yeah. like And uh, citizen satisfaction with public goods and stuff like that. Education, transportation, all these things that tend to be, countries that have the progressive tax rate have all these side benefits is what I'm trying to say. I, don't know, I thought that was fascinating. Can I broaden it to a slightly different thing yes, and ask about yeah. um, government overreach over companies or just government reach into companies, <laughs> specifically with kind of um, – it was mostly the kneeling thing, but also the Supreme Court Sons case will be bitches. coming up, the cake, the cake stuff mm. as well. So like you know whether or, not, uh, whether or not the government should force companies to do things. To make hey, cakes. Yeah. To, to exactly – well, yeah. That, we can just start there. Well, yeah. let's, let's start there. So, um, absolutely not. Why absolutely not? And, and can, well, let's just clarify what we mean. So it's, it's the Supreme Court case that's more or less yeah. coming up, right? I yeah. think. I don't, I, know. I don't know when it is, but yeah, they have agreed to take docket. it. So yeah, exactly. yeah, who knows when that actually comes to fruition? Right, but. exactly. But um, so so should the should the government force a company to um create force a cake comp? Could the, mm-hmm. should the government be allowed to force a cake company to bake a cake for um a gay couple? Um, with the cap with for a gay wedding, with the caveat being that the the people own, who own the company, who run the company, let's just say it's just them, um, have a have a religious mm-hmm. standpoint that homosexuality is wrong. Even barring the religious standpoint, I don't think the government has any right to force you to do business with anyone. So, you know, when we're talking about a governmental institution, certainly not. I've said it before. If if we're talking about a, a government-owned bakery, then yes, they have to bake cakes for everyone that comes in and asks for the cake. But if you come to my shop and you want me to bake you a Hitler cake, I can say no. That is my right as a as a business person. And that is inherent. That has to be uh, the, the way that we do business. Those, those things that are morally unjust will cause those businesses to go out of business. When people hear that you are refusing to bake cakes for gay people, first off, that's a lot of weddings that you're leaving off the table. So you're <laughs> going to put yourself out of business yourself. But secondly- Literally mo- anybody can come up and start a bake shop right next to yours that, yeah. that, al- that bakes cakes for everybody. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that that is the free market. That is supposed the free market to be the free market has within the uh, within within it. There, an there's a built-in check and balance. Yes, right. exactly. exactly. Yeah, and that kind of it, that that's the, again the whole point of free speech. It, yep. it affords the ability for us to to weed out the bad ideas from the good ideas mm-hmm. by the dissemination of ideas. Period. If 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 we shut down ideas constantly from a governmental standpoint, um, it it makes it harder to run a society. Certainly, as a group, because it's then we, we who who should determine exactly what's right or what's wrong. Exactly, if we if Me. we if we embolden that too right, if we embolden that to the benevolent dictator, Mister Joseph Bonnier, yeah, then you know we might be in good shape. But I also <laughs> don't know because re- religious people will will have he to go. Understand taxes? No, no. Gonna <laughs> they just go to cake. 
camps. Of all days, <laughs> they're going to go to camps. <laughs> They'll be fine. They'll just concentrate for a little while. Wow. So, so now we we have an instance where so <laughs> okay. So we're on, the same, we're on the same page there as far as the freedom of speech, the freedom of uh, expression, mm-hmm. and government overreach. Now. Um, that also means that the president of the United States is allowed to say whatever he or she wants sure. as far it's as just a douchebag. this go- you know this corporation should fire its employees for doing um for doing free free expression x mm-hmm. um in our current situation why is why would you claim Trump as a douchebag for saying oh, he can say it he just can't legally do anything about it right so right. he can voice his opinions all he wants it's just extremely unpresidential and petty to does be it, in does it not intricacies sure but does it not set a dangerous precedent for the president for the president yeah it does not set a, a, a dangerous presidential precedent for for the <laughs> for the president the to speak of, their mind no 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 not to speak their mind to well, yes. I mean, in in a way, to speak to their admonish mind companies a, that he firmly believes are so anti-American. To, can I speak can I, their mind? Or acting anti-American. I, go ahead. I actually have the law here. Uh, it's U.S. Code uh, Title Eighteen, U.S. Code Twenty Two Twenty Seven. Wrongfully influencing a private entity's employment decisions by a member of Congress or an officer or employee of the legislative or executive branch. Okay, so. A, whoever being, covered a gov- whoever being a covered government person with the intent to influence solely on the basis of partisan political affiliation. What if they don't have an umbrella, though? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's a poncho. An employment decision or employment practice of a private entity, one, takes or withholds or offers or threatens to take or withhold an official act, or two, influences or offers to, or threatens to influence the official act of another, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for not more than 15 years or both. Yeah. And may be disqualified from holding office I'm sorry, from holding any office of honor, trust, or profit in the United States. Right. He can say whatever he wants, but he can't do shit about it. Right. So as soon as Influences he tries- or offers or threatens. Yeah, influence. He has no yeah, influence. Not- he has no influence? Right. He, um, he either, called well, for a boycott. He called for a boycott. Right. And that is uh, different than actual influencing legislation. I believe a, a government official can certainly call for boycotts. That is, I mean, if they can't, I don't really uh, we need to change that law like okay. that, that, that is ridiculous like you, so it, you think anybody ought to be allowed to call for a boycott sure certainly okay i mean okay cool so i mean so, he is so what you mean person, by influence is, is specifically law i i well i assume influences means that they can take action that would directly lead to the termination or the non-hiring of specific people you know what they say about assuming you make an ass, it makes an out, of ass out of David Hume. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway, what do you think? Wonderful. No, I think that's, I don't know. I think there's a strong case that he might have broken the law. Um, maybe. I mean, the thing is. Because he called them sons also, of bitches? No, Huckabee Sanders kind of said it. But the thing is, Sarah Huckabee Sanders isn't quite Trump. What did she say? She called for the firing of Jamel Hill. Um, also. I mean, but, the, but there was nothing attached to that. There's no, right. there's no threat. I, there is no fire him or we're going to withhold things. That's true. Fire him or we're going to start charging the NFL taxes. I'm just saying, maybe. It's get, no, no, I agree. It might not be complete. I'm just saying there's a case. I think it's, it's kind of getting close. Is all I'm saying. And the NFL is a fucking religion. My, needs to be taxed. Jesus, <laughs> should have seen the fire in his eyes. There. The, the question I was asking before, though, had to do with the precedent. I mean, it, uh, it's the presidential precedent, as we said. Um, sure. Certainly the president has freedom of speech. The problem is that it, once again, as From always behind the podium, it has a different, at this point, yeah, it could damage the sort of reputation sorry, the of the president. Turn. The le- sure. How, however, we want to ca- stand at a podium, whatever we want to call either or the, the office of the president, if you're saying it from the office of the president, yeah. 
Um, it, it's. I think that there, there, there's more weight to the words of a president. There just is certainly by nature. I. So uh, do you have your law dictionary with you? We need to look up the fuck, definition of influence. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I, the barons. Let know. me just read it one more time. It's influences or offers or threatens to influence. Right. Which I thought it was so interesting. Keep in mind, I'm, I'm not saying whether it's legal or illegal. All, or, well, yeah, it's, yeah, no, no, no. I threatens to influence is saying that I, if you don't, I'm going to talk to this guy and have things done. You know, there is. We're getting close. That's we we are. Real close. It's just we've never bre- breached that jump. We've never gotten to a consequence. He's only said that he's disapproved, essentially, and I think that is the dividing line. I think he called for a boycott. It's more than just yeah. I think. I mean, I, I, don't, don't, think I don't. I don't see the problem. A, I, I don't see. It's not. Yeah, it's not a legislation. It's not yeah, a law. It's not. Exactly. It's, but it is. It doesn't cross that line for me. It, it is influence in a way. It depends on how much. I mean, how the, the real question begins with how much influence does the president have? If the answer is zero or only as much as the president wields at the time of saying it, then influence, of course, is a fluid, you know, determined yeah. is a fluid. It's it's oh, God, it's determination is fluid yeah. throughout time and throughout each president. Right. I mean, if it's if it's, you know, the most beloved president we've ever seen and just yeah. calling for a boycott will cause that company to kind of fall. Mm hmm. Then, then I don't see the difference. It might not be legislation, but it is damaging to the company. It is influence. I mean, the president's words drive the Dow, you know, up or down five points or whatever the fuck. Probably more than that. I'm right. Just, and so, well, th- yeah. but, but, but if you don't believe the president, then, then it won't drive it one way or the other, and it really won't matter. And, and, and the, whatever the president says makes no difference. So but, Trump is really doing a great job. Right, that's the thing. He's both doing a service and a disservice. <laughs> Destroying the office of the presidency exactly. might be a good thing. That's what I've been See arguing. What <laughs> like, See what I'm saying? It, it is, no, I understand. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Mr. Burn It Down over there. Yeah, well. Because you can rebuild from the ashes of our oh, of our. Well, t- we, we can at least refine and define what a president should be and not just keep handing over more and more arbitrary, unchecked power. I mean, the power of the presidency has grown ridiculously. Ridiculously over my lifetime, and it has just been brushed aside because there have been enough people that have been okay with the actions of whichever president on whichever side. But finally, we got to a person that we can almost all agree is I, a douchebag. No, no, <laughs> like, I, I, and I, I, I totally agree with you. So the, let's <laughs> he take, is a douchebag. Let's take, but let's take see. This, we all agree he's a douchebag. <laughs> let's take this exact example, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're saying that it, it's a it's a good thing every now and then to to rethink the power of the presidency because mm-hmm. there's too much unchecked power. We have an instance here where a president could be wielding influence or not influence. Mm-hmm. What? How do and, you think we should approach this current situation where a president is essentially calling for the boycott of a company and the downfall of that company? To me, this is these are the situations that force us to actually refine and define and simplify those laws. This is where we, um, you know, we can can't necessarily enact laws retroactive. I am a firm believer in that, but we can make the decision that we are going to rewrite that law so it is clear what influences and what those things actually mean for the next president coming in. So if we clearly indicate in that law that influencing either laws or public opinion or public uh, uh, actions are also included in that, then certainly. That- Do you think it should be included? Do you think? No. You don't think it should no, be? No. Why? I, I do think Treads that is too much on first amendment. Yeah, exactly. I okay. think, and I think that there is uh, you know, this might not be an instance that you agree with, but I think there are many times when a president should call for the boycott of companies. Uh, no, I'm inclined to agree. I really am. I, I, I don't necessarily see a problem if they're yeah. right, then they were right. And yeah. the truth was the thing that determined whether they exactly. were right or right, yeah. right or not. Um, if, if, and if they were wrong and they were just swayed by, well, no. Okay. I don't know, man. Here we go. 
um, it it could potentially be the the case that the public is so fucking stupid that they just go with whatever the president says. There, I can think of an yeah, and then we deserve what we get. So mm-hmm. I mean, that will eventually, yeah, you know, know, that is the evolution of the long term progress of the country you know if we are stupid enough to follow someone that's going to lead us into a world war well we'll thin out our numbers enough so that the people left over won't make that mistake again uh, okay maybe they should uh, and decrease the surplus population <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay I'm, I'm fine with another politinkering agreement there <laughs> um, joy. wrap us up what do you got well, I thought I thought we'd go back to the estate tax. I thought this Yay. was this is something that Sean Faw has, has a really interesting opinion about. So it's it's another. Is it really that weird? Like, it yeah. just seems obvious to me. But, okay. okay. Well, well, hold on. Let yeah, me, yeah, let, totally. Let's get to it. Don't don't spoil it. <laughs> uh, so the, the, so new, the very first episode of Paul Tinkering. Indeed. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. Wow. The, the very very first one. Callback. Um, so the the new tax plan plans on uh, getting rid of the estate tax or the death tax, yep. which is people who make. I'm sorry, who have a estate over $5 million or so. I forget the exact 5. number. 5.49. Gotcha. There we go. Thank you, Ben Shapiro. Because <laughs> <laughs> we just watched it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, Ani DeFranco. Yeah. When they die, their their inheritance will be taxed at, I forget that. I don't even know the percentage, I, I don't know actually. what the percentage Yeah, is, but whatever it's it is, it's, it's, it's yeah. going the way the dodo. I think it's like 50% somewhere in that. I think so that. too. It's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's like, maybe it's 40, I think, yeah, yeah. actually. Um, but okay, so- Sean Fah thinks about this. <laughs> blank, blank. Uh, yeah, no, uh, getting rid of the death tax, I think, is a horrible idea. I think the death tax should be absolute and 100%. So after whatever that threshold is, we've currently decided that it's $5.49 million. I think in my original assertion in the first episode, I put it at like $1 or $2 million. But either way, whatever that number is that we decide, I think that everything should go to the government. And I think that could actually help alleviate a lot of the tax stress that we have because the basically what we're doing first off is creating an oligarchy. Oligarch- aristocracy. Aristocracy, sorry. We are creating- but Both. Yeah, both. <laughs> yeah. Well, the we're, oligarchy's already here. We, and yeah, you know, they're both already here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the idea is essentially that if you can pass your wealth on, like all of your wealth on to your kids, you are essentially building these pockets of wealth and these things that you are creating generations that never have to contribute and can live perpetually off of this this bucket of money that you have put together. And that to me is antithetical to the concept of America and all people being created equal. I think $5.5 million is more than enough for your children to live for a long time. Sean Foss says you can't take it with you. Wow, it's so interesting. He, he, I mean, it feels like such an anti-libertarian. Oh, he's a libertarian I, socialist. Exactly. Yeah, he's I a libertarian know. socialist. Yeah. But okay. I, I mean, honestly, I think that is how we get to that sort of uh, easier society or that we alleviate a income lot of Income inequality? The, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, first off, we eliminate income inequality, but secondly, we can eliminate a lot of the tax burden on a lot of yeah, people. We can subsidize a lot of the things that we need to pay for by, you know, basically taking this money. And also, you know, probably just, just got to build more tanks, honestly. Well, either way. And one other thing I do want to mention, that just in taxes in general, uh, our current tax rate of, what is it, 39% at the highest for people that are making over 400000 
$100,000 a year is still astronomically low in comparison to the history of this country. Right. There have been times when people at those rates have been taxed at 90 something percent. So it is, you know, it, it has been doing nothing but declining over the years. And if we want to look at the trends, that has done nothing but centralized wealth in the hands of a few very small amount of people. Well, you know, I love my personal hypotheticals. So I'm going to ask you a question, yeah. Sean Fah. Imagine that you were uh, capable of having a child. Yeah, no, that's not happening anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's not on the cards anymore. But imagine you were going to and, uh, and you had a kid. Yeah. What, would you really feel differently? I feel like you might. You might no, have... I would want to leave them nothing. Really? Yeah, I, I wouldn't even want to leave them the five million. Um, I think that, you know, once you have that, you have less of an incentive to strive for things. So, I, I you know, if... It, um, I understand I, that. I, 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 I grew up in a very mixed area. Some of my friends were very rich and some of my friends were very poor. I noticed a big difference between not necessarily in school, but out of school yeah. from the people that, you know, had money to fall back on and the people that did not have money to fall back on. And there is a different drive. There is a different uh, type of person. And if you look at most of the really rich people right now, most of the people that like have changed society, they came from not very much wealth because they had to make things. They had to invent things. You know, Steve Jobs was a, you know, fairly middle-class regular person. Fucking Elon Musk was pretty poor when he came here from South America or South Africa, I'm sorry. And so, you know, the, these are the people that are hungry. These are the people that strive for things. That's why the fucking uh, uh, Statue of Liberty says, give us your poor, your weak, your huddled masses, because those are the people that are yearning to break free. Those are the people that are going to make a difference and make a change. People that are rich and have money that is going to be there regardless are complacent and they are, or are more complacent, I should say. I shouldn't condemn an entire faction of society, but they are going to be less productive and less beneficial to society on a broader scale in general. Obi, how do you feel about the estate tax? You going to get any money with? I mean, sure, <laughs> fuck it. Like, you know, make, make, sure, fuck them. Like, make, make, ta make, ta tax them 100%. Make, Eat make, the rich. Make Paris Hilton be a fucking, you know, server. Exactly. I, you know, it, I yeah. guess it's fair. I, of course, the kid, so, okay, fine. I'll, but I'll, those people I'll made their the money. Is I'll add to the discussion. Sorry. No, no, sit back. Dude. No, I think yeah. he's right. Um, I, okay, so there's a couple <laughs> different things. There's a couple Weird different, day. the counter arguments here, of course, yeah, yeah. are, um, first of all, it, 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 might actually yes it might yeah. be a disincentive to people to um, accumulate to accumulate wealth at all because yeah. they know you can't take it with you so it's like well, what am i going to do now the argument there of course is that well that will help you find your passion whatever it is that you're passionate about that yeah. will be the thing you do and you do and, it because you love it it's not a, it's exactly. not it's not that you're just doing it to build it might money, make you but, take more vacations and actually enjoy your life rather right. than fucking yeah sorry right so, there, <laughs> so you're right it could decent it could yeah. de-incentivize people from ways, yeah. get, gaining a lot of money but yeah. i i don't know like i i've, I've offered both Elements in the same thing. Um, the other possibility, however, that I would say um, to, to to really instill fear into the heart of Mr. Faw um, <laughs> is that what will the government do with that money, and how do we how do we make sure that they they utilize that mm -hmm. that amount of money that's going into the government um, 
it, that that makes it beneficial to the society that's, and not just beneficial to the government. I mean, that's just a general question about taxes. I mean, we we how are we ever to be sure that any money that we give to the government? Yeah, that's let just alone, who do you want to vote for? Exactly. That that I mean, I don't think that has anything to do with the death tax any more than it does with the state tax or with the uh, sales tax or anything else. Well, you know, be, the, because the argument becomes uh, what's a good example? Uh, Megan Ellison. Megan Ellison, right? Inherited a shitload of money, and now she's started Annapurna Pictures, which make the the some well, of I'm the sorry, best. What? What pictures? Yeah, I've no Annapurna pictures. It's so like you know. It, uh, it talks to me like I don't know what's going on. Yeah, Moonlight won Best Picture last year, <laughs> okay. right? Oh, okay. Very very small budget, but mm-hmm. it was a wonderful movie. Gotcha. Um, all Paul Thomas Anderson's movies, right? Okay. They're they're art pieces rather than kind of blockbuster things. Gotcha. That, those are the kinds of movies that she makes sure. that she invests in. Okay, so she kind of is a patron of the arts, if as mm-hmm. if uh, as you will, if you will, right? If you um, yeah. will, you no okay. join us, won't you? Fair enough. Um, is there a government equivalent to that? So a person with just a bunch of money who's who's a patron of the arts, the National Endowment for the Arts. That that Trump wants to do away with. That government can do away with at any point. That can go away at any time. That anything can be gone away at any time. Like no, that is, right? well, sure, that is anything, the nature of democracy. Sure, anything <laughs> can go away at any time. Yeah. But we have an instance here where we're entrusting the government to be a patron. Yeah, of the but arts. just because Trump wants to get a, get a, away from the National Endowment for the Arts does not mean it's going to happen. He needs Congress. He needs no, people I, to vote for. No, obviously, I understand. What I'm saying is, what is the equivalent? I mean, we're already talking about the death tax being okay. completely abolished, right? Mm-hmm. So, sure, we could turn that into a practical reality where yeah. I'm where I'm asking you um well then that how might, do we entrust well that, that there will be different and I, you know this is just a small okay. example of like a page of the arts but also we have right but say, say you're a millionaire or sure. say you're a billionaire say you have I you am know, a millionaire I, I am and a billionaire. billionaire yeah yeah you 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 have a exorbitant amount of money that exceeds this five million dollar threshold okay. you are getting towards the end of your life would you not be more inclined to make those decisions on your own? Would you not be more inclined to spend that money and throw it at the arts and throw it at people that could make use of it rather than just let it all go to the government? There is an argument that this would increase charitable giving. This would increase all of those things that people don't care about anymore because they're just trying to hit that number before they die and pass it on to people. But this money could actually be doing good for many, many people rather than just sitting in an account or being waiting to be transferred to the government. Yeah, and I guess in theory that also means that you could, you know, it's not you're not saying that you can't give it to your kids. You're saying that your kid, you, there would have to be something in place where you could, you, you'd have to, their, your kid would have to create a business or something. I mean, I don't know how. Well, uh, I mean, how would that work? I guess is what I'm saying. Like, right? Let's just say I like. So you told me to say I'm a billionaire. I'm a mm-hmm. billionaire now. Yeah. My kid now is coming up and. Um, you know, sort of whatever. They're, 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 I'm not allowed to give them anything, or I've provided for them throughout their entire life. But I'm mm-hmm. about to die, and I can't leave them anything. So what? Well, there are how already, do I work with that? There are already gift taxes. Yeah. There's so there's already a certain amount of money yeah. that you can give to your kids without there being a tax on it. Okay. But beyond I think it's that, 100k. I think yeah, like something like that. Yeah. And then okay. beyond that, and then there are tax loopholes for like saving for your kids' college funds and things like that. Okay. So you can put tax-free money aside for specific things. But beyond that, a gift is income. So right. if I were to give you, even just you, me and you, a, I think it's like over five thousand dollars or something right. like that, you would have to pay tax on whatever that is. Them, and you know. It's the same as if you go on a game show and win a bunch of money. You still have to pay taxes on that money that you are given. If you get a business from your family, like let's say Trump gives his business to mm-hmm. John Jr., does, do they get taxed at the well, same? Well, it, it depends on what – most of the time a business like that is not a personal business. So if, you know, like um, I – 
I guess I, I kind of own Fawcast Studios yeah. if it was a business, and I could sell that as a business. But if this was a, a corporation that had shareholders and things like that, I don't own that business. Okay. I just own either stock in that business or I have a position in that business. So you could appoint your son CEO, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they own that business. Well, you, but I, I guess also what I'm saying is, yes, use that stock option. Say. Let's say you own 30% of your company with yeah, stock. Well, if it's could stock, you leave that 30% it, no, stock? No, it's stock, that's, that's that that is an asset. So that's just like any, at the same forty yeah, percent rate, exactly. So okay. yeah, whatever whatever it is that you're leaving to them, that gets taxed at a, a large. I'm rate. also yeah. I mean, I think that girl. So we didn't talk about this, but the capital gains taxes and all that stuff. Oh, uh, that's kind of it's, bullshit it's, too. I mean, that is way too low. That needs to be high, much higher. Well, I want to leave this in for a landing because we've been talking about a lot of taxes. So um, if you really get a lot of money back on your taxes next year, maybe uh, contribute it to forecast.com. <laughs> Give us a little money on our uh, PayPal. Yeah. Should you also yeah. follow us at Pause Hingering on yeah. the Twitters there? J O E B O N I E R. And uh, text before calling. And how do they subscribe? You can find us on iTunes. Uh, That's you probably can, the easiest way. Yeah. You can always go to fuckass.com. You can also leave us a nice review. Mm-hmm. Does it help us find stars. new listeners? Of course it does. Yeah. But okay. you know what you could do? Tell a friend. How about that? Go. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your coworker. Mm-hmm. Don't tell your mom. Don't tell your mom. Well, okay. Tell leave, your, your, leave your mom out of it. Tell your enemies too. Yeah. Politicians keep politicking Before you turn to excessive drinking Spend some time collectively Politinkering with the show Where I don't know man Cause the truth is I don't know man I just I don't know man I don't Kind of blew our load. We were supposed to do all that stuff after the, uh, the theme yeah, song. Yeah, sorry. There. That was a bad uh, ending. Whatever. It uh, taxed me. Uh, yeah. You're taxing. Yeah. We didn't talk about marriage either. Marriage? Marriage. That's bullshit. Marriage. Yeah, we know it's bullshit. Tax incentives for getting married. Government should not be involved in marriage. Agreed. Agreed. I don't know, man. Oh, okay. We do know <laughs> something. <laughs>